a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. We have an incredible show, and I know I say that every week, don't I, Robbie? You do, and it, it's always an incredible show. Well, there you go. So it's, it, there we go. It, it, is a, it is a great show because we're going to try to answer a couple questions today. Uh, actually, we're going to talk about our experience on one of the questions and then try to answer another one of them. And the first question is, how do you hear from God? And the second one is, how do you know it's God? And so we're going to try to talk about that a little bit today. In studio with me today, this is Sam. Where's Robbie, which spoke just a minute ago. We have Vinny, uh, Dennis, and Al. So we got a uh, studio full, and we're going to be talking about that and going through and just sharing some of our experiences. And this is a topic that's pretty important to you, isn't it, Robbie? I know it is to all of us, but it's really been on your heart for a little while. Yeah, so many times when I give my testimony and I, or people come up to me afterwards, and they, they, they're always, really, you hear from God or... Often when I do Kingdom Pursuits, I'm in front of somebody, and I saw the result of what happened when they hear from God. And it seems like when God shows up and gets involved in their life, then some amazing things happen. So it's just a huge topic of, wow, you can really hear from God, and if you do, how do you know from him from another thing? So when we had the idea of doing the Dove Camp, which is coming up, you know, shameless plug, September 5th through 7th, I got excited about having a talk where, because when you take somebody dove hunting that's never been dove hunting, they quite often shoot the wrong birds. They, they think that that's a dove, but it was actually a magpie or, in one case, an owl. I'm like, really? <laughs> you thought that was a dove? Who, who did that? <laughs> Tim Sharp, if you're out there listening. That's exactly who did that. An owl. Dove's coo, owl's coo, or something like that. I'll never ever forget it as long as I live. But nonetheless, I thought, how cool would it be to have a talk where I could kind of say, okay, this is what a dove looks like, this is what an owl looks like, and perhaps how can we hear from God and specifically you know, how do we know that's God and not an owl, <laughs> or, <laughs> as the case may be? And so that's that's where that came from. It's exciting, you know, just to know that, okay, that is in Scripture. We do hear that. And when God does show up, lives are changed. You think of Abram, who becomes Abraham, and when God shows up, he, he goes and, and goes off in a different direction, literally, and starts a whole nation. Right? And so every time God shows up, a monumentous things happen, either in our lives or in other people's lives. And it's such an incredible topic. And we're going to actually do some clips today. We're going to get uh, four clips in today. And uh, the first one, Robbie, is yours. Why don't you talk a little bit about this clip and set it up for us? Yeah, I got this because I think even f from the point where we're a child, we're introduced the idea that we hear from God. And in our cartoons, we had this shoulder angel or you had the shoulder devil, depending on who you were looking. And so I think we're even aware as children that there are these voices, which are kind of still small voices that are speaking to us. And how do we know which is the angel and which is the devil is quite often made comical in some but then as we get a little bit older, then many would remember the movie Star Wars. And I, and again, you, you hear Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, use the Force, Luke. But it speaks to a very deep need, in, I think, in our soul to actually be able to hear what God thinks on a subject. You're not just going to let him die like that. My shoulder, Angel. Don't listen to that guy. He's trying to lead you down the path of righteousness. 
I'm going to lead you down the path that rocks. I'll come off it. You'll come off it. You. 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 You infinity. Ah. Listen up, big guy. I got three good reasons why you should just walk away. Number one. Look at that guy. He's got that sissy stringy music thing. We've been through this. It's a harp. And you know it. All right. That's a harp. And that's a dress. Robe. Reason number two. Look what I can do. <laughs> but what does that have to do with him? No, no. He's got a point. Listen, you guys. You're sort of confusing me. So, uh, be gone. Uh, or, uh, you know, however I get rid of you guys. That'll work. Use the force, Luke. Let go. The force is strong in this world. Trust me. You know, I was—I I heard those clips before, but U times infinity or something like that just, <laughs> just cracked me up. So, Robbie, those were from a couple different movies, right? Right. Well, That's, it's actually the Kronk's new groove, which is from the Emperor's new groove. Right. Kronk is quite a character, no doubt. But uh, it, yeah, it's it's what we see in a lot of cartoons and a lot of mm-hmm. things of this picture of a shoulder angel, and and we do hear these things. That, that sometimes sound like, a, you know, it could be God, or maybe that's the devil, or how do you know the difference? So how do you know the difference, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Why don't you get an answer on that since you're first? Well, I will say that, if, you know, for me, a lot of times you have to test it. You, 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 sometimes I'll write it down, or I'll, I'll think about that, you know, try to get the complete thought out, and then I'll compare that to, first of all, Scripture. You know, if it's consistent with something God would say, and and try to flesh that out, and 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 then sometimes I'll go to my band of brothers and say, hey, "This is what I think I'm hearing from God. Does that seem consistent?" You know, depending on the issue. But sometimes you don't have time, and so you got to go with experience. And Pastor Quartz did it amazingly for me one time. That was our pastor, our church for years. Well, he actually brought a little child up on the stage, and he had him put on his coat, and he said, now, how many people here think that's Pastor Quartz? And we were all like, that's not him. And he said, that's because you hear me all the time, and you talk to me, and you recognize my voice. And if you stay in the scriptures, and you're constantly reading the Bible, and you're, you, you're in that word constantly, you begin to know what God sounds like. And that was tremendous advice for me, that when I'm hearing something, I only have a short period of time to make a decision. Does that sound like it's consistent with Scripture, consistent with how Jesus is, consistent with how the Holy Spirit is. So how does God tend to speak to you, Robbie? Is there a primary way? I know there's several ways that he does for all of us, but is there a primary way that he, he speaks to you? You asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, for me, there's the five slamma jamma, right. cat's pajama prayer, which I, I've gone over on the air many times. But it's it's a situation where I try to get quiet, very, very quiet, and I try to just listen but there's a big, huge aspect to it. I believe I'm going to hear from God. Mm-hmm. I have faith that he does, in fact, want to give me some issue on this. And then I go through a series of what I would call relaxation processes in order to be ready to hear what it is that he wants to give me. And i am got to make sure that I'm clear that I don't have an expectation going in that I'm ready and willing for whatever it is that he wants to put before me, which quite often, honestly, shocks me to my core. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of times when he shares something with you, are like, man, and, and by the way, that's one of the ways I know it's from God, because I never would have thought of that. 
<laughs> it's coming from a completely different angle, and it catches me right off guard. Like my name, like your new name. That's right. That's right now, Al, we're going to switch to you. You have a little bit different clip here, so why don't you tell us a little bit about this clip? We'll play it, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Well, I identify in many ways with Denzel Washington, and so you know, having that special sword, and and no, I'm completely kidding. If you saw me and Denzel, you would know that we were opposites. But there's something about this clip when everybody's laughing <laughs> silently, so I know I'm not that funny. Uh, when I listened to this clip, when I first saw it, there was something about the way he spoke that, that really reached into my heart and helped me to, uh, I could identify with it. Because the first time I heard God, um, and Robbie, what he said just knocked it out of the park for me. It was it was coming from an angle I didn't expect. It was a voice inside my head that was my voice, but it was taking me in, in an angle I wasn't prepared for. You want to go ahead and do the clip? Yeah, let's go ahead and play the clip. It's from the book of Eli. And so we're going to listen to that and come back and let you talk about it some more. Do you really read the same book every day? No, fail. What did you mean when you said it's not just any book? After the war, people made it their business to find and destroy any that the fires didn't get already. Some people said this was the reason for the war in the first place. Anyway, it's the only one that survived. How'd you get it? One day, I heard a voice. It's hard to explain, but it was like it... Like it was coming from inside of me. But I could hear it as as clear as I could hear you talking to me now. What did this voice say? It led me to a place where I found the book, buried under some rubble. The voice told me to carry the book out west. It told me that path would be laid out for me that I'd be led to a place where the book was safe told me that I'd be protected against anyone or anything that stood in my path I've been walking ever since and you did all that because a voice in your head told you to yes I did I know what I heard. I know what I hear. I know I'm not crazy. But I know I would have never made it without help. What's that? One question too many. So, Al, one question too many, but I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. Okay. Why does that clip speak to you so strongly? You are talking a little bit about it before we went to the clip, but why does that really speak to you? It It leads off with the Bible, where he's talking about, do you read it every day? And I was... Eight years ago, I started reading the Bible every day without fail. And I pray right after that. And I pray and I ask God to tell me what to pray for. I asked for insight. But my mornings are so important. And that's when I hear the most from God. I'll hear and, and I, it's not the audible voice. It's a voice inside like he was talking about. I know what I heard. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's so clear. And, and I know it's him because it's always something good or something right there have been times when i've been confused but it's never led me astray when i stop and i wait to hear it 
there have been times when he doesn't talk when it's or he you know he's not going to repeat himself many many times but that's how it starts for me but then it led him on a journey that he, that voice led him on a journey and that's the same thing that i went through there was it was that calling thank you when we come back from the the break we're actually going to come back with a clip we don't normally do that it's a song so i want you to listen to the words when we come back and we're going to talk with al a little bit more we're going to talk with dennis Vinny, and myself we're going to talk about how god speaks to us for more information about dove camp go to masculinejourneyradio.org or go to facebook at masculine journey radio on facebook Family Adventure this fall, September 5th through the 7th. It's Dove Camp, designed specifically for folks who long for the fathering to learn how to hunt or perhaps just don't have a place to go. A camp because we'll be intense, and that might be intense. A family adventure because the hunting is just a small part of this weekend. Like all Masculine Journey events, there'll be tons of food, great talks by both the men and women, naturally with great movie clips, and most of all, covenant of silence times. Specific times set aside for your whole family to hear from God. Even a movie Saturday night. Yeah, I think the thing I'm most excited about with the Dove Camp is really learning how to shoot the 12-gauge that I got at Christmas. And so my kids and my wife and I all got guns for Christmas, and it looks like a great opportunity for us to get around some people that, that know what they're doing and really help us learn from them. Go register now at MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Individuals $169 or your whole family for just $299. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Under the events page. You lift up my spirits. You shine on my soul. Whenever I'm empty, you make me feel whole. I can rely on you to guide me through. Any situation You hold up a sign that reads Follow me So Dennis, music, right? Music. So so first of all, I want you to talk a little bit about music, and then I want you to talk specifically about the clip we just heard. Well, I think that God, uh, for me, God can use something that you're passionate about and something that you can be very attentive to to reach you. And for me, that's music. It always has been uh, since I was very little. And uh it's the one thing with my attention. I, I have a problem with attention span, but when a song comes on and I'm hearing those words, I'm right there, and it keeps me there. And God uses that to to to, to speak to me. So the song that we heard was yeah. what was the song? Follow me by Follow me by Paul McCartney. Maybe very surprising. A former Beatle who wrote that song about ten years ago, I think, and. Uh, it was a song that I just heard probably about a year and a half ago. My daughter got me a concert DVD, and this song was on it. So, And so it was pretty impactful for you at that time. What, what was going on or, or what was about ready to go on that that song really just spoke to you? Well, we had gone to Mexico City on a mission trip, my daughter and I actually with our church group for the second time. This was last summer in June. Uh, 
while we were there, our our pastor was was doing it. He did devotionals each night, and he did one about digging ditches, uh, things in your life, so that you can prepare for the other things that may happen and move on in your life. And we came back, and I had done some I, I had done some morning devotionals for our team before we left. On a Saturday morning after we'd come back, I was sitting at the computer and I was thinking and praying about, well, what do I write about? And all of a sudden, this song popped in my head. And it was the song that you just heard, the Follow Me. So I went on YouTube. I was going to pull it up and figure out how to attach it to the email. And uh, one of the people that had it on YouTube, there was a picture of Jesus there with it. And when I pulled it up, the lyrics were there. And he wasn't holding a sign that said, Follow Me. That's imagery. But I thought, that's it. That's the message that you're trying to, to, to get across to them and to me. I'm not saying anything totally specific other than just follow me you know i was looking for this you know give me the answer what do we do next what do i do next it was follow me and i had no idea what was about to happen for the next six months or so and i don't know if we really have time to get into that but there were there were a great deal of things that would happen the the church that i was serving on staff the pastor retired announced his retirement the next month the church split there were some things in my personal life that took place uh My goodness, I looked back on that time and I thought, all you said was follow me. Mm -hmm. You said follow me. And that's what I was trying to do through that period. I am so grateful now that all that happened because it brought me to this point. By following him, I'm sitting here with you guys this afternoon because I wouldn't be on the show if these things hadn't taken place. And some other folks that were on the trip, we've talked about it since then. It's also had an impact on them. So, uh just those simple words, follow me, which are in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to come from a former Beatle, yeah. <laughs> imagine that. And those lyrics are incredibly <laughs> powerful. Yeah. They are. When you go back and, and go go onto YouTube and put in follow me, Paul McCartney, and, and read the lyrics. They're, they're incredible. Very strong. You know, and it's just, it's very moving. And, and, okay, was that song written as a Christian song? I don't know. But a lot of the movies we use weren't written as a Christian music, but it still tells part of God's story. Right, yeah. and it spoke to your heart and led you in a way that was very vital over that next six months. And yeah. as we're talking about this today, that we are talking about this, it's individual. You know, God speaks to all of us in certain ways. He speaks to us through Scripture, but He also speaks to us individually. You know, and so where do we see individualism like that in the Bible? We well, could go back and look, and Jesus healed the blind many different times. We did it in different ways each time. They were unique to them. And so God comes to us and speaks to us a lot of times very uniquely to us, right? And, and again, we always got to test it with Scripture and some other things, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit. But God treats us uniquely on the way that he knows that we need to hear him. And Vinny, I want to ask you, what's been your experience of hearing God? Well, for me, when I was growing up, I was growing up in the Catholic faith and going into church uh, with all the statues and crosses and stuff like that. I feared God. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was telling me, oh, be quiet. Oh, you know, I says, what am I doing here? You know, I mean, God, I actually feared him. I never really found out what it was all about until my 60s, when you all, if you're regular listeners to this show, uh, know that I lost my wife, and God appeared. And I found out what prayer was. Mm-hmm. And holy mackerel, it's like he was in the room with me. I find the best time for prayer for me uh, is early in the morning and 
then in the evening when I go to bed. And I give him a kind of a, a yay God, you know, and I tell him, you did a good job. You listened to me this morning, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, you're about his age, Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it, it, it's really an amazing story for me to find out from fe- actually fearing him yeah. that I found out that this our God was a passionate God and he was a listener because now he listens to everything I ask for and I'd be a son of a gun. He gives it to me. That's awesome. And Benny, you are such an inspiration to us that none of us have quite hit our 60s. Some of us are closer than others, Robbie, but we've not hit that. But there's That you know, was 20 years ago. <laughs> but just looking at the next 20 years and see all the things God can still unveil to us is incredible. And thank you for always being willing to share I'm going to play a clip here that, that I chose. It's from a different movie. It's called Bagger Vance, and it might not be a scene that you're familiar with. If you think the movie's about golf, you really haven't watched the movie and paid attention. There's golf in it, but it's not about golf. If you really watch the movie and you see Will Smith's character, Bagger Vance, and you really try to look at him as the Holy Spirit, and Juno, the one that's broken, has got some woundedness, and he's walking with him, and in the scene he's in a tournament, and listen to the conversation between Will Smith's character and Matt Damon's character. And we come back and talk a little bit about it because it might not be what you expect. Beach. Go, ball, go! Oh. Yep, beach. Oh, we sure got lovely weather for it this morning, though, don't we? Let me get that from you, sir. Any ideas? Hmm. About what? <laughs> Could you give me a club? Yeah, that's a good one now. By the end of five holes, Juno was five strokes behind with 67 holes to go. And things would have been a lot worse if it weren't for Juno's shot on the sixth. a birdie, one stroke under par for the hole, moving him to four behind Jones and Hagen and his only glimmer of hope for the entire round. I think I found my game. Well, good news, Mr. Jr. Now all we got to do is figure out what game that is. By the 18th tee at the close of the morning round, Jones and Hagen were neck and neck. As for Juno, this is becoming embarrassing. Oh, no, sir. It's been embarrassing for quite some time now. (laughs) Maybe not what you expected. Maybe not what you expected at all. But for me, it really signifies a lot of my relationship with God. You know, for whatever reason, God uses humor with me a lot. Now, he speaks truth to me in love and, and kindness and all that, but he... For whatever reason, he uses humor, and he knows it gets my attention. Dennis, like you talked about, that music you know, gets your attention. And sometimes he speaks to me through music, but he is just so funny with me. You know, The story that I share often about this was um, a period in my life a few years ago. I was really going through a dark internal period. You know, I was kind of just really hard on myself and, and really kind of beating myself up, listening to some of the lies of the enemy. And so I'm kind of in my car driving, and 
that's the times when I you know kind of talk with God a little bit because there's not a lot to do. And uh, so I'm driving along and just kind of really down on myself, and I, I hear God say, Grace. And I say, yeah, Grace, I know. God, I know Grace, but I don't deserve Grace. I mean, I know better than this. I know not to feel this way or do these things. And, and so, you know, I've, I've been down this road way too many times. And I said, I don't deserve Grace. And there's a long pause, and he said, isn't that the point? <laughs> and I just started laughing, right? Because it was so obvious of, oh, yeah, that is a point of grace. You don't deserve it, but he gives it to you anyway. You know, and so we talked about that, and we cut this clip, and on the way over, you know, I was, I was frustrated with myself in a situation, and I was just praying a little bit, and I said, you know, God, this I, this is just stupid. And God said, oh, no, it's been stupid for quite some time. <laughs> And again, I just started laughing, and it was not condemning, but that's how he gets his point across to me. And that's a lot of the topic for today is God's talking to you. God's talking to you through music. He's definitely talking to you through Scripture. He's talking through your pastor, well, most of the time anyway. No, he's talking through your pastor. He's talking through the people that love you, through through nature. I mean, there's lots of ways. I know when my wife sits out on the porch and cardinals fly around and she hears them, it just brings her close to God. And so there's so many ways God's reaching out to you, and it's unique to each one of us. Al, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, when you hear that inner voice, how do you know it's just not something that you want? Well, you know, I've struggled with that, because when I want it so bad, God doesn't speak to me. It's almost as though I can convince myself. And I have to stop, and I have to just sit there and clear my mind and just listen and and ask for God's will. That's good. And, And that's part of what we want to know is to say, God... What do you have for me? You know, what are you trying to tell me? And often you'll find that when you do hear him, he's been talking to you all along. You just haven't had ears to hear. You know, the Bible talks about the scales being lifted from people's eyes and things like that. And that happens in all of our lives at different times. That God comes to us and he lifts something that's blocking us from what he's trying to do. And I just ask you to pray this week and say, God, what are you trying to say to me? And what am I missing? And what's those things that might have been stupid for a long time? Or what are you trying to tell me through music? Go to maskandjourneyradio.org, get information on upcoming Dove Camp. We're coming up in a, in a month in the Fantasy Football League, in which it'll be a good league. And I told Dennis I wouldn't tell him I'd beat him, so I'm not going to say anything about that right now. But uh, we're going to be shocked. We're going to beat you. <laughs>